Humanity is growing and connecting. Tomorrow's world needs more energy from more places. But to find our net zero future, we must overcome the natural constraints of many new energy sources. This is the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast, where we look at the energy challenges of modern life and the innovators finding solutions. Join us for a low-carbon, high-energy conversation with your host, Joe Batir. This views of the host are his own and should not be viewed as those of any business, corporation, or government entity. Hello and welcome to the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast brought to you by AWS Energy. I'm your host, Joe Batir. This is the show where we bring you low-carbon, high-energy stories from the people solving the energy challenges of modern life. As you know, I am here today at the AWS Energy Symposium recording live. You've probably heard a show by now. We are recording these. We're learning how AWS Energy is helping accelerate the energy transition. And if you're listening to this, that means maybe you weren't at the AWS Energy Symposium. There's a show, there's a link in the show notes for the recordings. And obviously you have found this podcast, so you can find that link. Our next guest here today is Anil. Anil, can you give us an introduction to yourself, an introduction to your company, and why are you here at the AWS Energy Symposium? Yes, hello everyone. My name is Anil Godumagada. I am a director for Drilling Optimization and Performance Center at uh, Patterson UTI. We are a drilling company, one of the leading drilling companies in the US, and we have some operations in Colombia as well. And I'm here to participate in our AWS journey, learn more from other peers in the industry, um, and also implement more technologies and solutions um, to achieve our drilling optimization initiatives. So drilling optimization, that I think we all kind of have an under, understanding of what optimization is and what drilling is. Can you give us a little bit more, what do you and what does Patterson UTI mean by drilling optimization? Okay, so my definition on drilling optimization is being able to drill safely, number one thing, and efficiently, cheaper, and better. So that's been the focus, and we started off um, several years ago down this path, and our initial focus was more about operational excellence, just looking at how the crews are performing, how uh, one crew is performing versus the other crew, and how the equipment is performing, and where we have like flat times, but lately, the focus is more around just the overall wellbore construction, like how, how good of a well we are drilling. So the people that are coming right behind us on the production side, they have a pretty good experience in terms of well production and wellbore quality. And the other initiative is, along with optimization, our focus is also ESG, so reduce emissions and have a high utilization of the equipment and the, and the tools on location. Okay. So drilling optimization really is this two-pronged approach of, of what we all think of drilling optimization, of drilling faster, drilling cheaper, drilling safer, so that we have overall better well bores. Exactly. And then the other side of it, this ESG component of, of I mean, I, I guess the simplest way to put it is lower emissions and lower impact yep. per well drilled. Just to add to that, I mean, 
the biggest thing is lot of people don't even know what their esg footprint is until until recently so how do you measure right so how much what are what are your emissions footprint like so how do you compare how one well is performing versus the other well so mm. that is that is something that we basically capture in real time and make it very visible to our drilling operations crew as well as the operator so they can go in and show the savings or net net esg emissions token how do you go about collecting that data so we have our cortex key system which is mainly used as our edge data aggregator solution that collects all the data directly from the engines and the emissions and that's all fed through aws iot to our cloud platform and then uh, we have built in analytics so we have our own proprietary models that formulate the reports and then we can publish that on a periodic basis on a well to well basis or on on demand basically whenever a customer asks for a report we can publish it and show them the emissions and what kind of savings they're getting as well that's very interesting there we've heard a lot about edge computing iot and and all of these data collection aggregation and analytics that are being performed so that we can we can ultimately do operations better with with specifically what y'all are working on how much of that is in in real time versus how much of it is collecting that data analyzing it and then making the next well better that's a very good question so we have multiple levels of optimization so there is absolute real time like where auto driller is an application for example it's very similar to an autopilot or you know things that you hear right like you know okay setting up your cruise control mm. the same concept in the drilling industry it's called auto driller and we can basically give an a feedback to the driller saying that your auto driller application is performing better or worse or there are things that you have to tune to make it better huh. in real time and there is you know dysfunctions that happen downhole as you're drilling that basically blocks you from getting your peak performance so all of that is done through our real time models that are run on the edge on our cortex key system and provided that feedback directly to the driller and then there is the daily analytics that happen more about operational excellence right so that is the data that's all collected for a whole day and then we analyze the metrics down to a second and provide a summary of how much of how much of time was spent in drilling tripping casing all these other activities and and basically the uh, rig crew can use that in their daily meetings daily pre tower meetings to analyze what went well what did not go well and what they can improve on so that is a daily one and then there is the end of the well metrics like you said right at the end of the well collectively you can look at overall the well construction phase right what went well what what are things that we can do better on the next pad or next well that we go into so this is multiple levels of um, optimization you can perform right so you could you could look at it at a well level sometimes you can even go into multiple wells that are drilled in the same pad so mm-hmm. you can look at similarities in if you had one good well you can use the metrics from that well in that pad and apply that on the next well that you're drilling the same it's going to be a similar formation that you're drilling into so you can leverage that data set and use that data in real time okay that's really interesting because that's when we think about when we think about energy transition ESG sustainability i think very similar to the way that you have multiple 
steps on when and where and how you can improve drilling and optimization. That's the same that, that we have with, with sustainability when we are comparing something like the, the energy on a daily basis versus the energy on a seasonal basis versus our Cortex control system. We can basically set it in auto mode where it will bring down the generators to be in an optimal mode. And that's huh. where your ESG savings will come in, right? So if you're running it in our eco-friendly mode, yep. then it's going to optimize your gens and it's going to show you all those savings yep. in your ESG savings. And that's, that's what you're going to get. And the other product we offer is a battery-backed eco-cell system where it's almost like the electric technology to relocation. So where we are basically providing, substituting one engine with one eco-cell unit, which is a bunch of batteries that are charged up when the rig is operating. And then we discharge that on a neat basis. So okay. it's, it's, it's a pretty powerful technology and it's very well adopted in our industry right now. So we have a backlog of orders for that, wow. uh, that solution right now. So the product is, yeah, really selling. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of discussion about electrifying drilling operations and electrifying the, the well stimulations and completions operations. And I think that is, that is one of those areas that seems like a very, a very opportunistic location in the entire, the entire operation standpoint for oil and gas or really for energy on where you can start getting significant ESG savings, significant carbon savings, and ultimately decarbonizing operations. Have you, what is the process that, that you're going through to, to document what a, a current, say what the current Patterson UTI drilling operations look like compared to use, utilizing those, those two different products that you just mentioned? That's a very good question. So we collect, we've been collecting a lot of data. I mean, just like everybody else in the industry, we are sitting on a lot of historical data and a lot of good high quality sensor data. So we can go back and analyze what is the footprint as of today, as of last year, of how many wells were drilled, what was the engine utilization, to look at the carbon footprint at that point, right? So we can go back and, in fact, we have a real-time dashboard that actually shows you, it's called a power management dashboard in our, in our portal, where a customer can go in and look at it in real-time to say, if I'm using Genesis, I'm using EcoCell, let's say you don't have EcoCell, but you can run a simulated model to say, if I had EcoCell, what would my ESG savings look like? And yep. you can run, in, run that for, for a day, for a, for a month, for a year. And it'll basically compute all the data and show you net savings. Huh. That makes it very black and white for anybody, right? So we don't have to really sell the product. It's very obvious yep. when people look at the data. So data is really empowering us, you know, in, in terms of uh, promoting these solutions. That is, it, it makes complete sense that ultimately having the data, that data gives you the opportunity to make that comparison. And, and what, what we say very often at my company is that we are data-driven so that you can make actionable insights. And that is exactly what you're talking about, is using that data to make that direct comparison and ultimately use that for, for future operations. Exactly, yep. Now, earlier you mentioned this initiative that, that you've recently kicked off with AWS Energy. Can you explain how that fits in or works into... Uh, 
all of your drilling operations? Yes, so the partnership with AWS uh, has been very interesting. I think we started off like a couple of years ago, I think about three to four years ago. And we started with uh, just one solution, which was just host our servers in the cloud, and that's it, right? Just run some EC2 containers. And then from there, we adopted the AWS IoT platform. And that's where the, the real, true digital journey began. And it's been, a, it's been a pretty good experience in terms of going from one product or service from AWS to the next one. And then the partnership we received from the AWS dev team to specifically work on solutions. I mean, obviously there were gaps, there were some challenges in implementing the new solutions when like AWS Timestream came along, AWS Greengrass came along, and we were able to work closely with the developers to provide that feedback and insight. Um, I mean, AWS IoT, AWS Lambda functions, um, and we are, we are leveraging pretty much everything that is coming in the real-time stack on the AWS side. So we're pretty happy about that. That's really exciting to hear how, uh, how utilizing the cloud and utilizing AWS gives the opportunity to monitor and make changes in real time so that you can optimize something like drilling. Can you, can you comment on a little bit, you said something about AWS developers helping optimize the solution. What, what are you talking about there? So initially when we started looking at the AWS IoT platform, so we were looking for a container to run our, our Cortex key platform. So that was the Greengrass container. And we had some challenges in uh, running our proprietary applications inside the Greengrass container. So we couldn't figure it out because out of the box it was not working. And the uh, solutions architect, AWS solutions architects were able to pull in the developers and basically have them sit down with us to go through what the problem, what is the problem that we are facing so they can reproduce it on their end and try to come up with a solution. So it was more optimization on the AWS services that would help us achieve our end goal, you know, to deploy these applications and run in real time. Okay. Now, have you, have you deployed these technologies and these solutions in the field yet? Yes, we are running on uh, pretty much, uh, I would say like 60 to 70% of our fleet. I think the rest of the 30% should be done here in the next few months. But AWS IoT is the black backbone. We are using that for transfer, but we have our own proprietary technologies that sit behind the uh, Cortex here, behind our firewall that, that power the Cortex system. Okay. So we also leverage a lot of uh, cloud services um, mostly the EC2 containers, the EBS, the storage, and uh, S3, all of the standard AWS cloud functionality as well to power our Python Plus portal as well. Okay. Now, I know you're on the spot because you just got pulled in and, and we're here talking about it. Do you, have any, do you have any metrics on ESG savings or CO2 savings? And if you, if you don't have metrics... What is the process that you're using to look at how this optimization is, is making, making for greener drilling? That's a good question. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I cannot share the numbers. But we do publish the, uh, our emission summary report as part of our quarterly uh, report, so you can definitely look it up. But our initiative is more data transparency and uh, empowering the end users. So we have product champions that drive the ESG initiatives. There is a dedicated team that provides the emissions ESG summary reports on a quarterly basis. 
And uh, we also provide the summary reports to our customers as well. So with their approval, we go publish the data. So unfortunately, I cannot give you the specific numbers, but the process is very seamless. It's, uh, it's fully automated. Um, all the data is captured in real time. It's sent out to our cloud servers. And then from there, it's really visible in real time for real time analytics and for also ad hoc analytics and reporting. And we have oh, okay. the canned reports that are available. So it's literally anybody that has access to a Pidan Plus portal account, and we take security pretty seriously. So customers would only have access to their data. They won't be able to see others' data. But you, for your information, you can come in to our portal and run a report, and you'll be able to see the data. Okay. And I think that's the, I think that's the most important part is that having your customers being able to get that data and being able to make those comparisons and then ultimately being able to see and figure out how they are, they are actively making a lower carbon footprint for themselves through utilizing these different optimizations. And I think it's, I think it's so important because in, in geothermal, what we talk about the drilling is a significant portion of of a project it can be as much as 60 percent of the project cost which i guess goes into it being a significant portion of the project itself presumably a very large portion of the co2 footprint of the project so it it only makes sense that drilling and optimizing drilling would create a a pretty good co2 savings in terms of if you take out the hydrocarbons and all of those CO2s, if you're looking at just the operations itself, you can generate pretty good savings from an ESG standpoint. Exactly, yeah. So I know you didn't ask me about the challenges, but one I think the getting here was kind of a digitizing, you know, going for a complete digital solution and having a partner like AWS to, to, to get there quickly, right? I mean, we can, we can start with a custom solution, but that would have taken a lot longer. Mm. And we were able to go from, you know, from ground reality to, to, to achieving what we are doing right now pretty quickly. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a really good point, talking about challenges. I think that that is, everybody is dealing with challenges, especially right now. We're just coming out of the pandemic. We are still actively going into digital, the world of digital with a lot of the operations and a lot of, as, as we've talked about here, edge computing, automation, and, and actually something that I saw that maybe you can talk about as a whole, Patterson UTI has made an investment into a company, Criterion Energy Partners, if you've heard of them. So you're actively getting into new spaces, that being a geothermal project. So what... What kind of challenges are you seeing and, and any specific ones that you want to comment on? And how do you see going digital as a, as a part of the solution? Yeah, I mean, the main challenge we still have is, um, I guess, tooling the equipment to make sure that, you know, we can capture all the data that we would like to capture. So there is still a bit of um, data reliability challenges and data quality challenges. So we fight that every day, right? We have a dedicated team that is basically focusing on data quality and digital. <laughs> okay, that was a weird noise. Um, so yeah, I mean, data is, I mean, all this analytics is only good if the data is good, right? Data yeah. is of a better quality. So our focus really is to make sure that 
first thing is we are capturing data in the first place and the data is of high quality and it's consistently coming through and you know we're not losing any data on location everything is coming through the cloud so that's one challenge the other challenge is obviously you know how much can we bring back to the so we, right now we are only bringing back about 15% of the data that we collect on regular location so we're leaving quite a bit on location mainly because of the bandwidth challenges and some other you know constraints of what wow. we can bring back right so i'm i'm thinking that you know with our partnerships with our isps the service providers and all that we will be able to bring back 100% of the data yeah and then probably do get into more advanced data analytics like ai ml that you know that we're yep. doing on regular location now we can do all of that in cloud across the company and then bring that insights back to the regular location you know yeah and, and help uh, you know promote even even better efficiencies yeah well i i have heard multiple times it seems like data and the size of data and how we're growing our our data lakes and just getting more and more data seems like that is a problem across multiple industries and many even even in oil and gas and in energy we talk about seismic data or das data or dts data or or the the data that you're dealing with and we're generating terabytes on on the on a daily basis so actually being able to get access to all that data and then process it and understand it is a is a challenge that that it sounds like we all have and is is not going away it's something we're yeah. we're all going to have to continue to deal with It's funny you say access to data because that's one thing that we get questioned a lot. All of these metrics look good, but can you give me access to raw data? Because <laughs> they want to pull up their own Excel and then they want people want to analyze on their own, right? <laughs> and that happens a few times, and then people settle in. You know, yeah. they're like, okay, we're yeah. done. We, we validated the data. Yeah. Well, with that, I've got a few last questions. I ask everybody. I think now is a good time to transition into those. The first one being, what's the most important book you've ever read? What's the most important book? important or interesting <laughs> however you interpret the co- the question well I, i don't remember the name of the book but it was this was from the zappos founder uh, tony sai i don't remember the name of the book but that was the the last one that i felt very compelling it was more around focus around customer service and customer experience um that's the one that comes to my mind as, okay. as one one good read yeah all right I think that's good because the customer is so important and especially here when we're talking about energy our customers are literally everybody and so giving our customers the the energy they need and doing it in a in a cheaper efficient I guess more cost effective way is is so important. The next question is when will we be net zero as a society? when will we be when hopefully in a few years i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think we are going towards that um but i think there's going to be a is going to be a challenge that i think we would have to invest in pretty much i think all all companies have to invest into it and then believe in it to to make it happen so i'm thinking next 20 25 years i think we should be we should be able to see that okay moving down that path yeah and i think that's a really good point you make that it is going to take investment and that's something we heard earlier today in the in the opening session that that the energy transition is going to cost money we're going to need that investment but ultimately it's it's an investment in our future 
So that's a very, very good point. So the last question is actually, you have the opportunity to ask me a question now. Okay. Well, what's been, uh, what's been your experience today with talking to all these people? Like, what was the most uh, interesting, challenging thing that you've seen? I think the, as far as challenging, I don't know. I think the most exciting and the most inspirational part is all of the different solutions that are being implemented on the AWS platform. And more importantly than just the, the wide array of solutions is that there is all that, there's this common goal of making better, more efficient, more streamlined solutions for technical challenges. And it's even something that we heard earlier. Again, I, I, I mentioned that first talk this morning that we all know what needs to be done. We all know that we are, we are being put up against a wall that, that we need to start making changes. We need to start making investments. This is a full societal problem or full societal challenge, if you will. And, and ultimately it, it, it's good to hear that coming from somebody like AWS, where they see it, they're willing to say that openly and, and say, okay, let's, let's all solve these challenges together and let's move forward, forward into the future of energy. That's interesting. So yeah. it, it, was, it was very inspiring to hear all of these things that maybe you hear from one person or another person, but to hear it all collectively and to hear all this forward momentum Coming. is just really exciting. Okay. That's very, yep. very good. Very interesting. Well, thank you for joining me on the show here today. Before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to say? Just one thing that I found the name of the book. It's called Delivering Happiness. Delivering Happiness, Happiness by Tony Tsai. So. All right. Delivering Happiness. Well, thank right. you again for joining me on this episode. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or a story you'd like to share, please find me on LinkedIn or send me an email. And until next time, remember to keep it low carbon and high energy. Join us again next week for another low carbon, high energy story on the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.